Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher, and of course... The official, brand new Cheeky Jaguar app just published on the Google Play Store. It's available for Android. Listen to our show live each and every afternoon. Stream the show 24-7 and get news alerts from the app on uh, things that we are doing and uh, things of that nature. However, we've got our uh, our good friend with us today, 49 minutes after the hour, Dr. Wango with us today. Ins and outs of intestinal worms. And, of course, parasitic worms are enterprising creatures. They force their way into the intestinal tracts of unsuspecting human hosts. Worm eggs can be transferred from blade of grass to the tips of children's fingers, and they can be swallowed at a four-star restaurant. We've got the world-class IBS expert with us today, Dr. Stephen Wangen, and uh, he's going to use his expertise to touch on this expert remedies and uh, also to uh, help tame some of that upset stomach that we uh, sometimes face during the holiday season. Doctor, intestinal worms, they seem to... uh, a couple years ago, it wasn't that big of a deal. You wouldn't hear a lot of stories in the news, but nowadays, you hear about it constantly. What is the deal with the uh, uptake in this? Hey, pretty fun topic to talk about, huh? Yes. <laughs> very very <laughs> dangerous topic, my friend. Yeah, well, we see that sometimes at the IBS Treatment Center, and, and I guess the more you look for them, the more you, you might find these. Most of them are actually very tiny uh, they're not the kind of worms people are thinking about. You know, they're going, oh, my gosh, I've got this giant thing, you know, inside of me. And it's usually nothing like that. Usually it's it's either something you would barely see with the visible eye or, you know, with the naked eye or just barely visible at all or more microscopic but still classified as a worm. So that's the kind of thing we would be more likely to see. And one of the things I noticed is that it's not something that most doctors are testing for. So they generally aren't really, they aren't finding it. And, uh, and when you start to test for it more, you start to see more of these things. And, and of course, um, that's what makes it interesting because nobody is, likes having that. They all freak out when you say they've got something like that. And then the uh, first thing they want to know is, is, yeah, get rid of this thing. How can I do that? We've got uh, the great doctor with us today, and uh, he joins us live. You've seen him on uh, national radio networks, television networks, ABC, Fox. He's a world-class expert on IBS, and he's with us today. Now, what ways, if any, can we guard our bodies from these tapeworms? Well, the tapeworm is the big the big guy that you actually would see, and that, that one's pretty rare in this country, fortunately. So there's not a whole lot of chance you're going to get exposed to a tapeworm, but it's possible just because we get things, we get foods imported from other countries where you might still run into that. And and uh, it's still, it's pretty rare. I mean, as long as you're washing your produce and, uh, and cooking your food, you're in pretty good shape. You know, the more raw stuff, though, you eat and the more stuff you don't wash, and, you know, if you don't wash your hands and that kind of thing, then the more chance you've got of picking up things like this. And, 
and that's not what anybody wants. So um, it's not something that most people need to worry about, but it is something that can show up on occasion. We've got uh, Dr. Wango with us today. He uh, has made himself available on our Monday segment here to uh, talk about some of these uh, tapeworms, intestinal worm infections, more common in countries where people endure poor sewage disposal, water treatment, food sanitation, things of that nature. Um, Are there any warning signs that uh, tell people that they are infected? You can't really tell any difference between having a parasite or having having a bacterial infection in your gut or food poisoning or, or anything else. I mean, you could have a food sensitivity, in fact, you know, be reacting to some food and, and it will feel the same. You know, the symptoms are going to usually be loose stools and gas and bloating and discomfort and and it's not as if it's going to be obvious uh, if you've got some kind of worm or intestinal infection uh, compared to anything else. So a lot of it has to do with your risk factors and where have you traveled and and what have you eaten and what kinds of uh, risks have you taken that may increase that likelihood or it's just a matter of just we need to test and find out if in fact that's what it is and and so of course if it is then we want to treat it but it could be something else you could be you know it could be reacting to a bacteria you could be reacting to a you could have a yeast overgrowth you could have a food reaction that you're just really it's starting to wear you down which is what happens with those the more you eat that stuff over the years of your life the more it wears you down and the worse your symptoms get, and the key is sorting through all that so that you can get better because, of course, there's nothing worse than being really uncomfortable and worrying about where the bathroom is and not being able to go out or not being able to sit at the dinner table when you do go out for very long, and the next thing you know, you're going to rush off to the bathroom, and, of course, that interrupts the whole experience and, and makes it makes you wonder why, you, even if you even really want to leave your house. Uh, which I know a lot of people suffer from, or they yeah. just can't even get to work on time in the morning because uh, you know they got all the other problems that they're worried about. Now, now, doctor, um, we mentioned there uh, kind of some of the raw fruits, things like that. But what are some foods that are bad for your stomach? Well, the fruit it depends on on the person. So really, it's hard for me to say because you know some people it's like with spicy food. Some people can eat just crazy hot spicy food. And they're sweating, you know, out their pores, and they're wiping their brow, and you're like, how can you do that? And the next person, and if they were trying to eat that, it would just tear them up inside, and it would literally just make them just miserable. And so it's hard for you to say that there's any one food where you could say, no, this is going to really make you irritated or not, because for some people it's gluten or it's dairy, and for the next person it's soy, and the next person it's almonds or something. You know, it really could be anything, and that's one of the challenges is helping people sort that out because they assume, oh, well, it must be easy. I can read this on the front of the, you know, the magazine cover on the checkout stand, and it'll just tell me which food is bad for me and which food is good for me. And if it were that easy, then, you know, that's all you'd have to do is buy the magazine and you'd be done. But, but of course, uh, in reality, we find that it takes a little more detective work than that, and that's something that we, we focus on with patients because getting better is, definitely within the realm of possibility most people should be able to feel just fine digestively but it's figuring out what it is that it takes to get you feeling fine that's different for each patient so i can't just tell you to to everybody go pop this pill that i'm going to sell you and then you'll be fine We've got a great guest with us today, as always, each and every Monday, talking to the good doctor, uh, Dr. Stephen Wangan, with us today about uh, today it's infectious worms and and things of that nature. Um, How how can some of these foods cause stomach irritation? Well, what happens? 
happens is when if your body reacts to a food, basically, like it, it could be gluten or it could be dairy or it could be something else, a lot of people think of that as, well, it's just an enzyme problem. But what happens in most cases is that it's an actual immune reaction. And what, what that means is that your immune system, when it reacts to something, it causes inflammation. And so if your immune system is reacting to a food like gluten or dairy or you name it or soy or almonds or something else, it, when you eat that food, it causes inflammation. And that inflammation can be relatively mild for a while. It might, you might eat that for months or years. But over time, that inflammation wears you down and gets worse and worse and worse. And then what you have is a very inflamed digestive tract to where you start to feel reactive probably to other foods, even though those aren't really the cause. Those, those are probably just secondary issues, like rubbing salt into a wound. The salt didn't cause the wound, but now it really irritates it. And that'll happen to patients where I'll, I'll get patients on a regular basis who will say, well, I can't eat anything now, doc, or I can't eat, I can't eat raw vegetables because I can't digest them. I can't break down salads, and I can't break down things that aren't, aren't easy to digest, and that'll be true with nuts and raw foods and, and uh, anything that's not well cooked. And, and fiber will often be hard to break down and digest because people can't do it because their digestive tract's inflamed. And, and then it's backtracking into, well, what really originally caused that problem as opposed to what feels bad now? Because we always want to, you know, point the finger or whatever feels bad now. Well, that feels bad now. Yeah, but that's probably not what caused it originally over time. And that's what we got to figure out is what that is. And so that inflammation, the only way to stop it is to remove the cause, the source, which is the food that's triggering that inflammation. And once we can do that, then your gut can heal up. And then once it can heal up, then you can digest food better again. You can digest the things that you should be able to digest, all those vegetables and raw foods and the other nuts and things that, that you found hard to digest will get much, much easier to digest once you're able to heal up your digestive tract. So, so the inflammation is all about the immune system and triggering that immune system. And that's something you don't want to do if, because your food should not be triggering the immune system at all. There should be no immune response. It should just be about the food being a nutrient and having been, you know, being able to sustain you and feed you and support you as opposed to something your immune system wants to attack. So that's, that's one of the things that we do at the IBS Treatment Center is help people sort those complex issues out because they are difficult to sort out on your own. And they're not things that your typical doctor's looking at like your gastroenterologist, that's not something they do. They're specialists in things like doing a colonoscopy, but not at understanding and helping you sort out, well, does a certain food cause you inflammation or not? And so that's where this is a, this unique specialty comes into play is that we focus on these issues, uh, unlike other specialists who focus on other issues. Now, uh, before we go, uh, my friend, because I know this will be the last time that we talk uh, before the new year because of Christmas and everything. What what are what are some tips that folks can uh, can can take with them over the holiday season to kind of uh, be safe and uh, be be prepared uh, with the holidays coming up? Yeah, the holidays are tough because there's a lot of rich food and a lot of overindulging and a lot of just a lot of period, a lot a lot and. And that's always tricky because those foods are the things that often are the most allergenic, the most inflammatory causing because you're getting lots and lots of rich, rich food. And so the, the, if you can just try to 
try to hold back on not going overboard with eating all that stuff, you'll feel a heck of a lot better than if you don't. Because as soon as you overdo it, you're likely to just suffer digestively, and then your gut is in agony. And then you start the new year thinking, wow, okay, now I need a, I need a New Year's resolution to, to take care of all this. It's not just about the weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's about everything. And so that's probably the best advice is just try not to go into these situations like super hungry where you're going to want to eat tons and tons of rich food. Try to keep that diet more like a normal diet as much as you can and then have a treat here or there. Well, I appreciate you, my friend. Uh, thanks for being with us. And we'll talk to you after the first of the year, my friend. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir. Dr. Stephen Wenger with us today. We're going to take a time out, come back with more here on the big program. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.